Yeah, I went and did it too, didn't I? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, uh, it's like technical on the start there, but it's all right. We're back in business. And as we say every week at this time, it is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. How we doing, Jamie and Lauren? Yeah, oh, doing bad. Looking forward to a nice early kickoff ones. I know. Yeah. Oh, here's something. I went back and checked. It is. <laughs> I did, Bri. Uh, um, it was. It is a six o'clock start for the Dallas Cowboys here in the UK. Every game, apart from on Boxing Day, unless it unless it changes, you know, they, they like to flex a couple of games, though, don't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. As it stands, though, as it stands. Um, the, so that's the quite Boxing nice. Day games, the rematch, the rematch against this week's opponent as well, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it is. So, uh, and the good thing is, my brother's coming down for Christmas, so I'm getting in another bottle of whiskey, and um, we're going <laughs> to stay up drinking, watching it, try and get a repeat of Thanksgiving where I phone up Jamie and fall asleep to him on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I will. This time though, I will try not to fall asleep on the poker table and wake up with a chicken wing on my face. I'll fall asleep on the phone to me. <laughs> Uh, awful, yeah, yeah. It it all goes on, mate. It all goes on, yeah. Um, but yes, it is, of course, uh, season three, episode twenty-seven, one fifty-seven in total. It's the pre-game show for this weekend's game, which is against our division rival, Washington Football Team. Interesting start. I thought I'd just check this to you guys. Cowboys statistically, uh, if they win, there's a ninety-nine percent chance. They win the NFC East. They lose. It goes down to 98. If the Washington football team win, their chances of winning the NFC East goes to 63%. If they lose, it goes down to 3%. Yeah. A lot more on the line for Washington. Yeah. Washington still control. They actually control their destiny to, they to win the division. If they won... Obviously, they're on a four-game winning streak at the moment. Mm -hmm. If they were to win out, which is the remaining five games, that would that would guarantee them the no matter what we did, that would guarantee them the uh, NFC East. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, that would then mean that we're looking at a wild card. But um, yeah, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> even with, even with it being a divisional game, um, you know, you you can almost guarantee. If nothing else, we split the games. Um, but I think I think I think we'll probably I think we'll probably uh, do the double. Um, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the thing is, is the crazy bit is, is Washington have got five division rivals to finish out the season. We've got four because we've got Arizona um, toward the new year. Um, so there's a lot really for Washington to do. Um, obviously, the biggest issue is if they split games with Dallas because they can't afford to do that. They need to win both. Um, for the Cowboys, this is the run, really. Um, they've got to really go for it. Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, they're on eight wins. What, what do you reckon, Lorne? Three wins, get to 11? Yeah, I think, I think 11 Because it's wins. a 17, so, 17 game. Yep, yep. Yeah, three three wins and that's year eleven and six and yeah, yeah. I think that's probably guarantee the division. I think. Yeah, 
Because, I mean, that means then in just for Washington to win, they'd have to win out. So, really, yeah. this is the game that really decides how far they're going to go into the playoffs. Of course, there is, um, you know, a lot more to play for than that. I mean, they could play for a wild card. Uh, and as Brian says, you know, Cowboys could be playing for home field advantage in the playoffs too. Um, but let's get into the news and updates, guys, and then we'll crack on with the show. Week. Oh, hold on. There we are. Who's doing that? <laughs> Stop pressing those buttons, you pair. <laughs> <laughs> You, Jamie, I can see you. Um, yes, so news and updates. Uh, first of all, straight out of the bat, Tony Pollard with a foot injury meant immediately the Cowboys went out to free agency. They picked up uh, running back EO Smith and put him to the practice squad, played previously for the Falcons. Um, does look like by what is being said, although we, we never know at this stage, um, it does look like Tony isn't going to be playing this weekend. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Noah Brown also has a groin injury. Uh, in other news, though, Zeke, who keeps going on with this, whatever's going on, whatever his injury is, whether it's a knee or an ankle or groin, whatever is going on there, hamstring, uh, he has been a full participant this week. Um, and we'll get into it on the offensive side because we're going to need him for sure in this week. On some good news, though, Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore uh, in the building. Looks like they are uh, going to be playing this weekend. How do you guys feel about that? It's, it's about time. And I say we've been looking forward to, to, <laughs> getting these, to getting these guys back and finally looking at a, I say full strength. We're obviously going to, it sounds like we're not going to get Pollard this week and Zeke's still a bit touch and go, but it's, it's looking better than it looked a few weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it'll be the first time we have Randy, Tank, and Micah Parsons all on the field at the same time. So how they're going to utilise, how Robert Quinn decides to use uh, Parsons, re- I, I, I really don't know. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. We'll get into that probably, on the defensive probably, probably come at a good time as, in, as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry to jump in, Matt. And just, just more so just because of how... Washington's injury list is kind of gone as well. Like they've, if, if I'm, memory says right, they've lost their two defensive players this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yep. and to be fair, if you look, if you look at the roster as a whole, a lot, a lot, a lot of people are underestimating them. So this could prove a dangerous game. Divisional games are always tough, but if you can underestimate, yeah. you're just losing some of the better players. Like, I mean, I think like like you said, I mean, you could see the splitting, but. I, I, I won't be going into this overthinking and thinking. Right, let's move on to next week. Let's let's take this as it's like a it's a it's an elimination game, and we and we need to win it. Yeah, yeah. If they lose this, they are literally they really. If the Cowboys lose this week, they are in playoff mode. Really, from here mm-hmm. onward, you know that that that's the way it's going to have to be. But talking of Washington's injuries uh they're stacking up so as you said they, they've lost really two of their main defensive weapons uh montez sweat has just been announced as going out he's on uh the rona protocol and chase young who went out the the, the early part of the season uh also this week 
big part of their offense. Tight end Logan Thomas, ACL tear, done for the year. Um, In other news, though, we've got two concussion protocols. Running back J.D. McKissick, uh, so we'll see on that one. Linebacker Jamin Davis, and also another interesting one who's going to be questionable is their safety Landon Collins with a foot injury. That is a big deal. Yeah, what what I would say is um, Logan Thomas. They actually did a, a, a MRI on it, and it wasn't an ACL tear, but it's a okay. se- severe enough sprain that he has gone back onto IR, and because he's already been on IR once this mm-hmm. season, that's him. He is done for the season. So yeah, um, you know, th- that's his season over. So we're, you know, we're good. To, uh, we're benefiting from that. Um, obviously, the Montez sweat because he's he's not um, vaccinated as well. There's a chance ten days. He's got to be out ten days at least. Yeah. You saw how Amari was coming back, and there was no mm. guarantee that Amari was going to play last week as well. So potentially he could be out for um, the rematch as well in in two weeks' time. It's very possible. Um, it is very possible. So yeah. that that could benefit us because, I mean, that the defensive defensive line is probably one of the strengths of um, the the Washington defense. But um, after that, you know, and I'm not. I don't want to say that the guys that they've got left are scrubs, but um, you know, that that's certainly taken a Chase Young and Sweat have have been two two of their biggest. Um, well known, well known stars as well. So, and you actually saw when Chase Young went out. I think their defense actually kicked it up a gear. I know. Enough, yeah, they, so. they they went on a five game winning winning streak. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that is something we'll get to uh, on the defense because certainly the Washington offense is uh, punching above its weight, should we say? Uh, that's for sure. Um, but, I mean, we'll get on to the Cowboys' offense first of all, because there's quite a bit to get on with. So we'll go on with that, and then we'll move on to the other side. So let's look at Cowboys' offense versus uh, Washington defense. <sighs> all right, then. First thing I wanted to know, guys, that statistically, if you want to put it this way, the Cowboys have never beaten the Washington football team. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, last year, I know last year was last year and all about it. We, we know, well, I mean, Christ, we were talking about it on year enough. Um, what last year was like, bit of a toughie, um, but that was last year. I want to ask you guys, I've got mine. I'm, tell us you guys as well at home. Um, on offense, What's your key matchup? What's your key player in order for the Cowboys to get victory this weekend? Just just before you jump in, although Dax, oh, say Dax, Cowboys have never beaten Washington football team. Dax seven and one against Washington. <laughs> okay. as a point, yeah, so. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm just well, using two words. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, yeah, just just to lighten the mood a little bit more. Yeah, you bring it back. You bring it back. Um, but go on then, Jay. Since you're uh, since you're there talking, what's your what's your key matchup this weekend on offense? It, it's probably going to be the offensive line against their defensive line. Okay, yeah, and fair. That's, that's a little bit of a cop out in terms of not naming a, a single player. No, 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 no. You you go for it. Whatever you want. But uh, 
it's like it's like everything in it. If if they can set the tone and we can get the get the run started early, like I say, Zeke's not hundred percent fit. Sadly, we're not. Sounds like we're not going to have Tony Pollard. So them creating some holes, and then in the meantime, keeping Dak off his ass is is going to be the key. Because at the end of the day, we we see, we've seen it before, haven't we? This this defense is is, is playing like lights out, saying it tongue in cheek kind of thing at the minute. But if the if the offense, no, no, I agree with you. If the offense can't put no points on the board, then does it really matter if if we're sacking the QB and getting interceptions because it's going to go to waste? So yeah, the offensive line's the the key for me today. Uh, sorry, Sunday. All right. What about you, Lon? Yeah, I think um, I'll I'll narrow it down. I think obviously whoever's playing left guard, obviously mm. they're going up against Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Yeah. Um, but again, the the big body um, bruisers that uh, Connor Williams, if he starts back, he he and Tyler Biadish have had problems with this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. We need we need to we need to get back back on track with both of them um, and get them out of the way. Um, and I think obviously that's that's the main aspect. I think, as Jamie says, the offensive line against the defensive line. We need to try and where we where we seem to have gone away from in the last four weeks um, during this tough spell that we've had. We don't seem to be able to get the outside run established um again maybe that's moving mcgovern into connor williams and we're not pulling as much or we're not pulling as effectively but we're just not getting the ball to the outside um if need be we try and set up try and set up screens so that we can do that if we can't if we can't actually get the runs going that way let's get the screens going and hopefully we block them better um I mean, I think it all starts with how how this offensive line lines up against the defensive line. To be honest, yeah, I'm really what we're trying to look for at this stage now is trying to get some normality and some synchronicity that we spoke about on Tuesday with Dave Hellman about. Um, I'm with you. Left guard at the moment is important, but here's a question for you guys, and I'll give you my key matchup: Tyler Biarish, centre, right? Didn't see much of him last year. You could class this really as his rookie year. Would you say from week one to week now, though, he's progressed? He's gotten better over the last few weeks. Oh, I, th- I think he has. I mean, his snap, his snaps are getting as damn near close to perfect as possible. You haven't had any wild Important. snaps that you had mm-hmm. in, at, at key moments in the game. Um, you're not hearing you know, whether it was. Again, when they made the change with uh, Connor Williams, that you're not hearing Tyler Biadish's name mm-hmm. um, coming up for penalties, other than yeah, again, I think he's had two, at least two offside or false start penalties this year. So how the how the hell the centre false starts? I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, you know, you're not seeing those sort of penalties. I think he is getting better. Obviously, you know, this is. As you say, this is probably, if you put all of his games together, this is the end of his rookie season now. 
Yeah. Um, we're now looking at him being a proper first-year player in terms of being blooded on the field. Um, and I think he is. I think he is improving. And uh, you you saw it last year with Terence Steele as well. You know, when it came to about week 10, 11, that's when he started locking down and not not giving up the sacks that he was giving up earlier in the season as well. So um, it just goes to show that sort of 10, 11 games into your into your career, that's where you start to pick up things, or you should start to pick up things. Mike, you still there? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> the wind's blowing that internet cable around again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, um, but here's mine then, right? Obviously, we know the offense runs through Dak. We know that he has a bad game; it all falls apart. We know this. Um, and with the Saints, we were quite lucky. Managed to to get through that with Dak having. I'm not going to say a bad, it was kind of a bad game, but it was not his usual game. Uh, For me, it's all about C.D. Lamb, this game. More specifically, C.D. Lamb from the slot. So, reason I'm going with that. Washington football team on um, 15 yards or more from the slot, they rank 29th, right? He's a good stat, this Mike, doesn't he? I like to dig deep. I like to dig deep. Uh, from the slot, in total yards, they rank 30th. So the slot is a bad place for them to go. Um, but here's some interesting ones as well. Uh, and it encapsulates really what's going on from the slot. In third down percentage on defense, they rank last. That 50% of uh, third down conversions... They're allowing, which is just crazy. And the Cowboys, where they struggle, is in third down at the moment, which is weird to say because they weren't at the start of the season. Um, but here's a good one that I always like to say. The best way to convert on third down is convert on first and second downs. Yeah, And this is a game where the running game is going to struggle because they actually rank, I think, third, which is what, the, the Saints were when we played them in run defense, which is why I was saying earlier it's very important with Zeke that um, we can get him healthy, get him running, because really he's going to be that bell cat. And to win this game and sustain those drives, because their third down efficiency uh, on defense for Washington is so bad, they need to get that running game going. Um, so it's going to be very tricky, but in points allowed, Points per game, they rank 24th. So they, they are leaking on defense, which is kind of like you can you can explain some of it um, because of um, um, because like they're so bad at defending against the pass. It seems to be that they're putting all their eggs in one basket and trying to defend against the run. I don't know what you guys make of it. Um, I'll come back to that now. Agree with you on left guard, Lorne. Very important what yep. they decide to do there. But I, I'll ask you guys both, what corner are you going with for this week? I th- I would like to see us bring back Connor Williams, to be honest. I think you can, you can handle, you can, you know, we seem to be moving the ball 
um, better when he was there. You, we were able to back from some of his costly penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, <coughs> I think maybe Dak feels a bit more uh, settled with Connor Williams as well. Surprisingly enough, I don't know, but um, yeah, I'd I'd stick with the three-year starter to be honest. But I, as Dave Hellman says, that's that's essentially you know coaches might not do that because they've made a mis- they've made a change midway through the season and any change that they do that isn't injury related makes it look like that they're second guessing themselves yeah mm, it, 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 it it's it's tricky with what you decide to do there but here's my kind of cop out answer to that is there's only one person really you need to go and ask and ask Dak go and ask Dak who do you prefer in front of you at left guard? What do you feel more comfortable with? And whatever that answer is, that's what you go with. Yep. Yeah. I, I could I could be wrong here, but do you think they're just patching it up till a certain someone's back and with how Steele's played at right tackle? Mm-hmm. We kind of I know we touched on it at the start of the season, didn't we? That when Lyle Collins does eventually come back, they're gonna have a problem of do they stick with Terry Steele because of how good he's playing? But because we're still so uncertain at left guard, do you not upset that right side and say, look, we tried, but we know Lyle Collins can play there. Yeah, he's going to take a couple of weeks to get up to speed, but I just, it's it's the playoffs, and it? It's the playoffs. You can't really go through the playoffs try to patch it up week in, week out, and rotate. And... So, yeah. Now is probably the time to kind of, like you say, stick with maybe Connor Williams just to get him some more game time a little bit more. When he get, do you know what I mean? Games where it's... There's a lot on the line now, isn't there? Um, if, we, if we piss it up and we don't win, then we're backs against the wall. If we win, we're one close... We're one game closer to, to sealing the division and sealing a playoff spot. So, do we do it that way? Yeah. Just a, I, just the ironic part in all of this is that the, the one piece that would be really nice to have in this game would be Blake Jarwin. <laughs> yeah. um, he would be fantastic to have in this game. But I think a player who is being overlooked for this game is Dalton Schultz. Because their their lineup on defense is is particularly bad, and we were just talking about CD Lamb from the slot. That ties in with Dalton Schultz as well, uh, and you know if you can get him released, especially on um, some twelve man packages, I reckon that that could be another way that they decide to go down this, uh, and it will work out quite well. Um, really depending on how Washington uh, decide to change up. What they're doing throughout the game is really how I deploy that. Um, the only other part I was looking at uh, on offense was it was more to tie in with the special teams, um, which we'll talk about after the defense. Um, but you guys got any other points you want to add about the Cowboys' defense versus, uh, sorry, the Cowboys' offense versus the Washington defense before we move on? Yeah, I'm thinking for, for me, I think we've. we've mm- you pretty much nailed it all on the on their down. Yeah. Like, so it's just the the offense has started to come up, become that kind of thing. Anyway, it's really 
it doesn't need talking about. We know how explosive it is. We know where where the issues are on the on on the offense. And I say in a minute, it's that left guard. It's that left guard spot. So do we keep running the? Do we keep yep. running the keys down the hill at the same thing over and over and over <laughs> until yeah. it's, it's fixed? Or do we just say, right, yeah, there we go. Let's move on and talk about the defense because that's a lot yeah. more better. But no, no, no. I mean, like, because Benny made the, the comment about Dak is going to need to step up. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. For, for me, the thing that really needs to step up is, in, in total, it's the run game. So from the offensive line, because at the moment, the offensive line in terms of, the running game just don't seem to be as physical as they used to be. I don't know why. I don't know if it's perhaps fatigue or injury. Um, maybe these last 10 days will help re recoup, reinvigorate, re-energize them. Um, yep. A lot of reason there. Eh? And because the running game, as we know, the running game is all about aggression and physicality, you know, where pass protection is a bit more of a dance. Um, I think like they just seem to be losing that. And that's, why you're seeing the fallback on that with Zeke struggling. And Helman made a good point on Tuesday that wide receivers, our wide receivers, are knowing that we're struggling in the running game. So their route stems, they're, they're trying to get through them a bit quicker and trying to get through things a bit quicker to try and help Dak out. And then that's why you're seeing the, the, the off, uh, you know, what happens then is the, the offshoot from that is these incomplete passes that look like, they're out of sync so it's a good point uh, uh and i quite like that i took that away but I, I do think it's gonna stem from the running game and i mean that as a total package that you need the offensive line and you need zeke to both um really be on form in this game the, without yeah. the running game it's gonna really struggle just yeah we touched on that again a bit then do you think that it, it's probably hampered us a little bit more than this year the fact that we we just seem to Majority of the time, I know a couple of people have gone gone in here and there and everywhere, but we don't no. have like we don't have a kind of a free back, a natural free back set. Like you say, if Z goes down, like yeah. he has, and he's, and he's kind of the Cowboys have pulled the tread a little bit and gone, let's get him out of the game. So then it becomes obvious then if the run game goes from Tony Pollard, mm -hmm. no else. whereas in years gone by, we've. I know you're saying you had that third guy. I mean, yeah. bear in mind, don't forget, Jay, we did have that guy. And he went out for the mm. season during training camp. So, ah, yeah. and it was coming together quite nice. Yeah. And I, I think Corey Clement can be a sort of complementary, uh, sorry, complementary Pollard change of pace type back. So, mm. um, you know, I, it, <coughs> it's probably better that Pollard can rest up as well this week, um, getting back for the, the long haul as well. And, um, you know, maybe use Clement and obviously Ito Smith that we've signed. Hopefully he's hit the ground running this week as well. And potentially he could be one of these players that can be promoted for 48 hours on, on Saturday as well. So, mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Clement, we know what he is. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> being Cowboys, ironically, we know exactly what he is. But he is still a guy, because he has done it, that will break a 20-yard run. And, that you know, all of a sudden you've got that, that backup running back that's doing that. And that's what can deflate 
um, you know, a defense quite badly is when that sort of thing, you know, psychologically you think, oh God, no, we can't even stop this guy. You know, we, we, as Cowboy fans, we saw that last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it can be. So, yeah, depending on what they do with Corey. I mean, Corey's more of a special team slash gadget sort of guy, really. Um, but we'll see what they do. You know, whether, like you say, they whatever they do with Ito, because they've obviously brought him in for a reason. You know, somebody looked at and they've decided on. See what happens. Um, but let's look at the defense and we can move this along then. And this should be a bit more fun. Radio. Right, I'm going to start off with the negative, right, guys? And we'll all have the same answer here. And I'll ask you the question. Last year, we played Washington football team twice. Twice. Uh, Antonio Gibson absolutely shredded us. Um, So his first game against the Cowboys, 128 yards and a touchdown. End of the season where they stuck 40 on us. He went 115 yards and three touchdowns. Now... (laughs) I know that that there's an issue that the middle of our defensive line, although it's coming, it's bolstering up, you know, they're beefing it up with Neville Gamble, which is good news. That was obviously last year. Do we think the same thing's going to happen this year? Have we got enough evidence that our defensive line and Micah Parsons are more than able-bodied enough to stop that from happening again? Washington's not even going to rush for 80 yards this week. (laughs) <laughs> I Oof. do love the confidence. I do love the confidence. Just put it out there straight away. Got it. <laughs> no, you go so, both feet in, Jay. Yeah, I mean that that's certainly where we've got to look at. Washington will try and pound the ball first and second down, try and make it short on the third down, because mm-hmm. they're <laughs> they're not very good at converting third third and long. No. Um when when Obviously, you know, McLaurin is their main uh, wide receiver weapon. You haven't seen much out of Curtis Samuel this year. Um, So they'll they'll be looking to run the ball as much as possible. So we need our linebackers and basically our front seven in total. We need them up and in the the face and minimising any gains at all. Um, I think obviously, generally this year our often uh, our run defense has been good. Yes, we've we've had instances where obviously we we're talking about yeah, we're yeah. Walking, talking about Taysom Hill, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I think that that will be what Dan uh, Dan Quinn is actually going to focus on this week is get them into third and long. And then that allows him to play his cover three defense, um, <coughs> and uh, you know that'll be that'll be the keys to the game for us, I think. And I like the point you make there, the cover three, and that's Dan Quinn's bread and butter. And this is a perfect game to go down that road because uh, it's going to have to be. Uh, you know, don't don't put your defend defenders uh, in man coverage. That's not going to work. And you were talking about Terry McLaurin. And I know there's a few people who asked the question, like, where is it going wrong for Washington with, ter- with Scary Terry? And the, the answer is simple, is that he's not the right wide receiver for Heineke. Because when you look at Heineke's game, it's all about the short passing game. It's almost this, um, 
how to describe it is a little bit of a hybrid West Coast offense where it's short passes using the RPO because Heineke will he's got wheels on him and he'll run. Um, I made a note yeah. of it here somewhere that he's got he, he will average 24 rush yards per game, 5.6 yards per attempt. That's not bad. Um, you know, that's the difference between. Uh, and we spoke about this with Dak not rushing the ball. You know, that's the difference between three or four first downs in a game. You know, it yeah. doesn't sound a lot, 24 rush yards, but from your quarterback, I mean, it is a difference. And that's their style. It's that RPO, almost a little read option-esque um, that they go for. But what that means is for a guy like Scary Terry, who likes to play downfield, Heineke can't hit him. He can't reach him. It's, it's That's not his style. And when it does is when it all goes wrong because he, he's, he's thrown for 18 touchdowns, but he's also thrown for 11 interceptions. And they all seem to be when he's trying to go deep that it all goes wrong. Yep. No, I think the thing is what they say he picks up he picks up those yards every now and again on mm-hmm. his feet. That front that front four the no slouches. I mean we have seen it before where they they bust a gut and they, they can move and not and we we always bang on the same drum every week. But if if you, if, if you just look at the awareness of Michael Parsons, it's just it's unreal. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's playing at a level that it looks like he's been in the league for six seven years. It's just his awareness is is unreal. Um, but you go, Jay. I'll ask you this question then. And don't look. I'm not on about particularly pass rushers, but more as a a, a, a total defender. Rank the top three defenders here: Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory. One, two, three. Who are they? Total. Total package. I, I, Mike Bass is clearly, clearly number one in, in that. Mm, okay. And that's no disrespect to, to, to Randy or to, to Marcus Lawrence. It's just, if he, if I say, and I said, it, it, looks like, it looks like a six, seven year veteran. Um, his awareness is unreal. His speed to get to the ball, um, his hitting power. And I just, yeah, but in, I suppose in a way though as well, it's probably hard to rank them as well. Just, just for the <laughs> fact that if you're talking overall yep. package, overall, just as a defender, they, they they do different things. So it's it's hard to probably it's probably it's easy to to rank Gregory and Lawrence because they, they play what they, they play do position. Yeah, if yeah. you throw the linebacker in there, it, it's a lot harder. But so. Probably at the minute, the best player on defense is, is clearly Michael Parsons. All right. What, what, what would you go with, Long? Because I got a different answer there. I think I think because what of what we've seen this year, I would agree mm. with Jamie. Okay. I I would hazard a guess that you're going to say that it's Demarcus Lawrence and Tank is first. I mean that just that just goes to, as we talked about on Tuesday the the performance of Tank in that. New Orleans game, the first three, four drives or so, um, you know, he hit the ground running last week as if yeah. as if he was hungry for the fact that he'd been out for six, seven, eight weeks of the season um, coming in. And I mean, he was he was um, all over the place, creating havoc. 
destroying plays for New Orleans um, and funneling everything back into other people. Yes, yeah. he didn't come up, come away from it in terms of the stats, but in the same way that you, you, can make, you could actually argue a case that somebody like Osa Digizuwa is actually playing on a level with Micah Parsons this year because, again, he's he's taken on that sort of mantle from Tank Lawrence when he was yeah. playing. He was creating that same sort of pressure, setting the edge, um, funneling everything back, uh, making people cut. Um, and that, you know, that is obviously, it, it's not shown necessarily up on the stat sheet, but, you know, you can see it if you go and watch the game tape, um, rather than doing it from a fantasy football perspective, perspective or statistical yeah 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 statistical but if you actually go and watch the the contributions that they're making to the defense yeah i mean i can i can see you probably say tank first i would then parsons second and gregory because he literally i don't well i don't want to say he is but he he almost is a one-trick pony and that he is a pass rushing specialist first yeah, um, yeah. He he again he can he can do the 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 mopping up on the run game as well, mm-hmm. but he isn't he isn't as as well um suited to obviously what tank can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A different type of motor. But but you here's the point I'm trying to make, right? Is that everybody will for one reason or another, for various different reasons We'll go Parsons first, and some people will say Tank first, for whatever reason it is. But generally, a lot of people will say Randy Gregory's third, right? Bear in mind, Randy Gregory, before he went out on his injury, was having a Pro Bowl season. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the point I'm trying to make, is that people are going, uh, are all going, oh, yeah, okay, I can do it this way, I can do that. A lot of people, even in the chat, have gone, I, no, I wouldn't, I, I've got Parsons because of age, or D-Law because of injuries, whatever. Nobody said Randy Gregory. And yeah. that guy yeah. was having a Pro Bowl season. At one point, he was leading the league in sacks. See, this is probably an, another reason why it's hard to rank him, like you say, because he, he was having such a good season, he's gone out injured. And like, like Big Will says, we haven't seen, we haven't seen enough of deal all this year. So it's, Which is I fair. It's hard, it's, it's hard to rank him. And, and so if you're going based on who's put, like, say, Performed more over the season, and it's hands down it's Michael Parsons, isn't it? And the, and the only one that would could even be close to challenging him for it is, is you've not even mentioned his name, and that's Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll move to the the, the defensive backs uh, in a moment, but here's another crazy thing that's going to add um, to the flavour of all of this. Their O line is is middle packing and. They've allowed 24 sacks, which is 11th in the league. So you're getting these defensive pieces back. Bear in mind, they've got a guard who's questionable to play as well that came up on the injury report. Haven't had the days yet. Um, Obviously, we'll post that up when it comes up. Usually, we're asleep when it comes up, so we post it the next day. Um, But uh, it is crazy that you're getting all these pieces back. This is the first time we're going to have Tank, Gregory, and Parsons all together. And I, I don't know actually, how Quinn can, is going to be utilised. I, 
I can give you it because I'm actually, believe it or not, and I'll hate this, I'm actually on the Washington site and they've, got, they've posted it. So nice. Schweitzer, their guard, is actually yeah. has has not participated again today. Yeah. Again, okay, that was the, that yeah. was who I was on about. So interesting. Go on. Um, Landon Collins was limited. He was he didn't <clears> practice <throat> yesterday. Okay. Uh, Jamin Davis was limited today, but he's still concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Jonathan Allen was limited today. Oh Jordan, no way. Jordan Kunizic, the linebacker, mm-hmm. um, he didn't participate today. Tyler, Tyler Larson, the centre, is yeah. limited. Okay. Curtis, Curtis Samuels limited. Brandon Scherf is limited. And Ricky Seals Jones is limited as well. And yeah, they've all been limited. They've all been limited this week. So, they're... yeah, because RSJ really is going to be the guy that was going to replace, obviously Logan Thomas, who's out. If RSJ's out um, for this game, then I mean, you know, Curse has got a very easy day ahead of him. Yeah. Really, um, if, if that happens, you what? Sorry. Does it not surprise you a little bit? On, on the only reason that I say that is that they've they've lo- recently lost another top of their top one of their of their defensive players. So then the last thing you want to be doing this late into the week. I mean, if they lose, if they lose Allen, they've got nothing. They got nothing mm. on the defensive. If Allen's out, I so mean, I'm that's just made whichever corners in there has just made their day a bit easier. You, you just you, yeah. you wrap them in cotton wool for the rest of the week, don't you? you say, right, look, we, we 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 go what you've we what we've got. You've had enough naps in on defense, but yeah, just when you're reading the names out, it just piss, still pissing off a little bit that Jamie Davis is on that is on that roster. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I really really liked him. Really yeah. explosive. Um, <laughs> they go with DJ Dog saying the same <laughs> thing. He just he just literally repeats what we're saying, or at, at yeah, the same time. Um, but funnily enough, you talked about Curtis Samuel, because um, here's a guy, um, if we move to the defensive backs, um, we've seen uh, Anthony Brown last week bounce back from a bad game. Great to see. Good news. This particular game, obviously, you're going to have um, in in a vacuum, although it's not going to happen because Terry does move left and right. And I'm not traveling Trayvon Diggs. I'm going to leave him yeah. over there, cover whoever he covers. Um, obviously, depending on, you know, so that, that's, we're talking in a vacuum again there. Um, Curtis Samuel against Anthony Brown. Now, you see, this is the type of guy that Brown struggles with, that those fast, quick twitch guys um, that can get over the top of them. So, Curtis Samuel, very good against our defensive backs, but ironically, going back to what we were saying with Taylor, uh, with Heineke, um, with that West Coast style offense, he likes to play that short passing game. Curtis Samuel having an unproductive year. So, you know, the pattern is emerging with the Washington offense on really what they're trying to do. Um, the only other guy I'm worried about, I don't know. If you guys want to talk about him, though, is DeAndre Carter? Yeah. Because um, if Curtis Samuel's out, he's going to be playing a lot more of the game. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's fought stretching them for 14.1 yards of reception. Yeah. Um, you know, that that obviously that's that, that's obviously a first down he, every time he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> yeah, he he could actually be he's the only one that sort of He's the threat. Yeah. I mean that but, in comparison, you know, um Terry McLaurin is averaging 13.3. So, you know, he's he's actually in terms of the, you know, he's he's obviously shown he has the big play threat as well and it's it literally is him and McLaurin that are the the two that are getting all the yards mostly Um, yeah so for you guys I mean who's who's the biggest threat for you guys uh on this Washington offense for me I'm sticking with the pattern and I'm going um Anthony uh, Antonio Gibson but what is it for you guys I think number one, you stop Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Um, and then McLaurin's your next set. Um, obviously, we need to see need to see what happens with the tight end system um, set up as well. But um, McLa- McLaurin and Gibson were the two that killed us last year. Yeah. And I think and, and, until we see anybody actually step up, um, I think they're the two that we need to actually focus on for this this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even that worried about Terry McLaurin, to be honest with you, because Heineke struggles to reach him on those downfield passes. And McLaurin's game isn't the short passing game. He, he, although you still got to, you know, I'm saying that again in a vacuum, <laughs> that you yeah. still have to defend him. He's still a wide receiver in the NFL, so you still have to cover him. But the unproductiveness comes as a result of the style of play that they have to play. Uh, obviously, when Fitzmagic was there, they could have carried on with the system, but here we are. But what about you, Jay? Where's the threat for you coming from on the Washington offense? I'm I'm gonna go a little bit left and I'm I'm gonna say the quarterback just because Good. he's yeah. still still a, rel- a relatively unknown. He's he can it can move it, it can move it around with his feet. Yeah, he's not got the greatest arm in the league, but mm-hmm. it, it can he can make he can make some of the big plays, and we said before it's a divisional game. If it if he wants to get himself known, because he's boomed all the time. You know I mean, Washington had really never always had never settled at quarterback, so they're likely going to go and look. Are they going to look in free agency? Are they going to look in the draft and try and draft a QB high? So he's he's got to put he's going to have to at some point put himself in the window. Because he's going to mm. have to go latch onto another team, and what what a perfect way in terms of it's a divisional game. They've still got a shot at making the playoffs, and still winning the division against one of the big rivals in their own backyard. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on. It, it's 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 on. Oh, you know what I mean, it looks like it's one of the, it's one of the it's the big game for the early ones. So what a way to put himself in the window than than sticking one to the Cowboys. I just. I, you <laughs> that's not taking away from I mean Gibson and, and McLaughlin and things like that because I mean they are big big time players but yeah. you know what they bring to the table so mm-hmm. you can you can neutralise that a little bit easier because you you know what you're going to get with them whereas this QB is just yeah 
it can be. I know you're saying the the, the the wheels. He he does have wheels on him, so yeah. he can break and go. Uh, so that RPO and the read option that he can play, um, but they are also just to make you aware they're not very good in the red zone. They're like literally the the last in the red zone in scoring. The same, just and taking it back to last week, um, Taysom Mills not the greatest throw of the ball, but nah. look at some of the stuff he did with his feet. And that's a bit harder to, to think of matching up what you're going to do on defense because you just you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, do you load the box a little bit for the run game and then do you get burned because he's going to he's going to bust it outside <laughs> and keep it himself or do you sit back a little bit and open it for us? It's just yeah. It's a bit harder to 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 plan against compared yeah. to a, a natural like a Dak kind of QB where Dak will happily <clears> sit in the pocket and wait out a little bit and let the play develop a bit more. Uh, and Big Wheel, he mentioned in one of the comments about Leighton Van Der Esch and where this the, see because the Washington football team is a team that plays the run to support the pass. That's their style. It tries to bring you in, but I think this is a perfect game. You've got Neville Gallimore back to, to solidify the middle, to try and two-gap the middle there, which he, he is quite good at. And if you've got him two-gapping, you've got LVE who can play that thumper <laughs> role uh, to defend against the run. So this is a game really where, because people are saying, well, where is Leighton Van Der Esch? And there's a number of different narratives you can spin on that one. But this is a game where he can turn around and prove himself here and say, look, here we go. This is what you can use me for. This is what I'm here for. And this is the game for that. And I think if he does it, then we're away. Curse, you're going to bring him down into the box because you're not going to worry too much about the tight ends, the tight end game, because really that's how they've utilised him. So that's going to be where it all comes down from. The only other place I wanted to go to, and I talked (laughs) about special teams a little bit earlier, I'm going to let you guys in on this one. I'm giving a lot of love right now for Brian Anger, our punter. Mm. Like, just, he's being totally overlooked. Go on, go on, Jay. I was going to say, just before you jump onto that, can I just throw in a bit about Leighton Van Der Esch? Uh, yeah, go on, go for it. And, and You know I love you, Mike, but I, yes. I, 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 I just don't agree with that comment. I just think... Go on, then. Uh, he's been in the league long enough now. And how many times have we said over the last few years, this is the game, this is the game, this is the game. This I know. Is the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't modder coddle him. He, 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 he's been on this team too long now. He's getting outshone by a rookie. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, he's only on this roster because the Cowboys got rid of, J- of Jalen Smith and because Jabril Cox is out injured. Yeah, Cox we haven't got anything bad. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. And that's no disrespect to me. It's just. He just hasn't done it. It's a little bit like Connor Williams on defence. Mm. He's just not got it. And I just can't oh. see him getting it this week. I hope, yeah, I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't see it. It's quite funny, really, that, you know, when we said Jabril Cox went out with injury, everyone, oh, damn it. Now, when you look back at it, you're like, no, that was really significant now. When you look back, you're like, yeah, that's gone kind of like under the radar in terms of injuries for the Cowboys and like how critical really it was. Yeah, I, I I would agree. I mean, because obviously we were bringing him on slowly, but surely we'd, you know, yeah. developed a good special teams player. He was leading the team. On the goal the line. Special teams, special teams tackles. We brought him in. Yeah. 
in that Giants game, and obviously, you know, you saw the speed that he had to to go and tackle Daniel Jones, and you know, eventually knock, knock Daniel Jones out of that game. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, literally, I mean, literally. Yeah, literally. The next week, that was him. He was he was injured, and you know, potentially he could have been actually start. He could have been starting this year, in, in mm, or at this been. point in the season, he could have been starting for. Keanu Neal or Leighton Van Der Esch. I mean, because Keanu Neal off, is struggling a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, I, I was saying off off air on Tuesday night that uh, PFF has given Leighton Van Der Esch a fifty point four grade so far this season, and Keanu Neal's only getting a thirty two grade this this season. So you know they're obviously underperforming, especially when you consider that Micah Parsons has got an eighty five grade. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, yes, this is PFF. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, this obviously they're seeing something that um, I think most fans are seeing. What what stood out for me in that New Orleans game, obviously, Leighton Van Der Esch only had one assisted tackle, nothing else on the, on the stat sheet. Yeah, there is the, there was the he whiffed on an interception on that first drive as well that. Okay, that that might have played to our benefit because obviously it didn't stop Taysom Hill throwing the ball up there, and obviously we came away f- with four picks. The rest of that, if he if he got picked off in that first drive, perhaps you might have seen uh, Sean Payton go with a a a, a leaf out of um, Bill Belichick's playbook and run the ball a hell of a lot more. And obviously we couldn't stop we couldn't stop Taysom Hill as a runner. Uh, yeah. On Thursday night, um, but yeah, our our uh, linebackers have been v- very suspect this year, other out, outside of Michael Barsons. Uh, the issue for me with both Neil and LVE, we already know what LVE was like. Um, that he's a guy that won't take on blocks. He, he I, I think it goes back to you know Boise, and that's how they play their game with their entire defense. Really, is they don't take on blocks to try and shed them. And you see that with Leighton, that he won't do it. He, and with Keanu Neal, I think he's just, because the, bear in mind, he was a safety prior to this. So he's a little bit light for the linebacker position. So he doesn't take on blocks. So the issue that you have with them pair is that if they're not making the tackles and they're not taking on blocks, what is it that you're doing then? You know, mm-hmm. that's the issue. Um, I think though that, in some part, you know, it's also quite um, it's quite hard to scrutinise them both because of how good Parsons is playing. That Parsons is playing really the role of three linebackers that it makes the other pair look bad. You know, the, the margins are so far apart, mm. it makes them look even worse. It was kind of like um, when we had a discussion before about Jalen Smith that, you know, he looks slow. Well, is it that he's slow or is it just that everyone else was playing faster? Um, which means that you're slow. But, <laughs> you know, that I'm not getting into that discussion again. We've been down that road and we spent many an hour talking over that. LV, LV should have already come into this season with a chip on his shoulder because the Cowboys because the Cowboys turned down the, the fifth yeah. year option. So that tells you what they think about him. Do you know yeah, what I mean? The, the fact still, that they didn't the do it. There, but he should be coming in saying, well, do you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. And mm. he's just 
he's just not done it. And it and it it's proving that the Cowboys made the right decision of not taking the fifth year option. And it's probably going to prove right that the Cowboys, unless he lowers a, as a low wage demand this year, the, the Cowboys will prove right not to bring him back next year. I think they do. They'll have to bring him back because otherwise, because it, you know. Oh, he's gone. Oh, that he's gone. He's coming back. Look at this. He's I'm back. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That damn storm. That damn storm. Um, yeah. If you're not bringing LVE back, imagine what that linebacker room is going to look like. Especially if you don't end up uh, signing Randy Gregory on back, because you'd have to put Michael Parsons. Um, in as a uh, as a pass rusher, so who are you playing as linebacker? You'd gotten literally no one there. And the crazy part is, is some people will turn around and say, "We might have to use a first round pick on a linebacker." So then, when you think about it, the last four years, think how many first round picks they spent at linebacker. Yeah, true. But then also, look, we 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 hit the nail on the head. Luckily, this year, um. We cocked slipping where he did. I know, and I know people say, yeah, 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 for a reason. But look at we, we made some shrewd, we made some shrewd pickups this year, and I'm sure we'll do that next year. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just is it is it worth going over the same thing again and then sitting there and being like, well, let Evander do this and he missed this and he didn't do this and he didn't do that. If it, is it just yeah? He knows the system a bit, but if you don't know, if he if he knows the system and he just and he can't play it, then you might as well just cut ties and bring someone in, like a like you say, like a a rookie or an undrafted free agent or someone who's trying to latch onto a team that's trying to get his name out there. That's going to probably give you ten, uh, going to give you twenty twenty five percent more effort than Leighton and Van Dresch is giving you at a minute. Yeah, it's yeah. a tricky one because I I think you do have to keep. LV purely because you've got nobody, you've got nobody in that room. Otherwise, what, what, would, you pay, it, what would you pay? Though? Oh, it, it would be it would be a low based on injury and production. You know, because, but you, bear in mind you do know what the ceiling is for LVE. You've seen it in his rookie year. Yeah, that's his ceiling, which is huge. I I. I think if he's going to go anywhere, if he is going to leave, I I could see him uh, lining up in silver and black next year, going back to Maranelli. Seems to be where they all go. It, it is, yeah. And I mean, that's because obviously they flourished under his system. Yeah. Um, last year, obviously, was a shit show with uh, Nolan. Um, yeah. And he's, he's, he's not... The, Dan Quinn's scheme is probably closer to Nolan's scheme in some respects. Um, and it's, okay, it's yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe isn't suited to LVE's style of play. Um, so <clears throat> maybe, maybe it is better that he goes off somewhere <laughs> the Raiders but, um, and, and goes back to the original coaching staff. All right, then. Um, but uh, as I say, we were leading to something which was Brian Anger <laughs> as the punter um, because it was something I wanted to bring up that he's been an unsung hero right now that we talk about um, Calvin Joseph, by the way. Is he gone again? Uh, I think, uh, 
Yeah, I thought I thought that Yorkshire that Yorkshire stuff was bad, but he didn't even win. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Joseph <laughs> were playing great as Gunner, um, Brian Anger as well. Uh, a lot of with the, the the boys playing Gunner um, is to do with Anger's punting. I mean, did you know this particular point that um, Anger leads the Dallas Cowboys historically uh, uh, in average yards per punt? Yep. He's, he's leading. He's leading the Cowboys historically. So that's pretty crazy. But. That was just something I wanted to check in there because a lot of our defensive positioning ends up being because of Anger's great punting skills at the moment. Um, but okay, then, guys, give me your score predictions. Um, we'll move this on to the fantasy before I end up freezing up again. Um, so give me your fantasy, uh, your score predictions. I'm going to go with mine first uh, and then we'll let everybody at home. You can give us yours too. I'm going uh, Cowboy because of the recent, and if it stays this way as it, it is at the moment with the Washington football team's um, roster, the way it's looking, uh, I'm going to go Cowboys 31, Washington football team 10. What are you going right. for then, uh, Jamie? 31-17 to the Cowboys. Mm, okay. And I'll go... I'll go... 3317. Oh, okay. Great, Scott. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. And, and we've got some more. Ooh, Wheeler's given it a really close game. And uh, Volant, I, I could see it being that sort of game, too, um, with the way the offense has been recently. It gives you a bit co- cause for concern about not reaching 30 points per game. We'll see. We'll see how things come along now. Um, but all right, then, while people keep bringing in their final score predictions, we'll move on to the fantasy part, and then we'll finish up the, uh, finish up the show, guys. All right, so this is really, really easy. It's a little bit that we do at the end. It's fantasy, the fantasy lounge. Um, so all it is is a game of under or over. So if you think the fantasy score that we're giving you is more, then it's boy oh boy. If it's less, it's oh boy. Easy as that. So I will let Lorne go first. Uh, Dak, 20 fantasy points. Boy oh boy or oh boy? <coughs> right, I'm going to go boy oh boy this week. We need him mm-hmm. to come back in big style. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him get... I'd like to see him take on board all this criticism of him not getting the yard or not being willing to run. Um, I want to see him. I want to see him be uh, prudent with it, though. That you know, I don't want to see him put himself on the line um, unless it's required. Um, but I mean, I think uh, yeah, we 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 need a good game out of him. So uh, all right. a couple a couple of touchdown passes. Um, couple of hundred yards and I don't, I, I don't think he needs to stretch it to 300 yard plus um, ho- hopefully the running game s- sets up as well for him Alright then, Jamie What points did you say again, sorry? 20 Boy oh boy yeah, I think he's going to yeah, he's going to get more this week Alright then. Just because just, just the run game is a little bit uncertain for us at the minute. 
Big Wheeler's going for left. I'm, ga- I'm guessing because the score he's given, he's thinking that uh, defensive scoring is going to be a big game. So it's very possible. Those, um, those tailgate fireballs in already, he? Yeah, he's drinking too much whiskey again, isn't he? Forget- <laughs> uh, which we will be doing with him some point soon. Right then, guys. Heineke, 16 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy, or oh boy. I'll, I'll push on that. I think I think that's probably about right for him. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God you said that long, uh, long because um, yeah, I was going to say a little bit high, but I'll, I'll go with. I'll go with. It's gonna um, it's gonna totter around sixteen. You guys yeah. think, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right then, Zeke. Especially, especially if there's a digs. If there's at least one digs pick, um, maybe yeah. even an anti brown Anthony Brown one, and. Uh, <clears throat> I, I still maintain that at some point we're going to see Micah Parsons get a pick this season. It's the well. only yep. thing he's missing on that resume. Yep, yep. And, it, yeah. I, and, then, and then write him in for Canton, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, just give him his jacket while he's playing. All right, then, Zeke, 14 fantasy points. Oh, boy. Oh, boy? Yeah, oh, I, I, I'd... See, see again a couple of tu- a couple of touchdowns and that's that covers it. But um, they're, they're go... third against the run, the Washington. Yeah, defense. yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll we'll stick with old boy. I think. All right then, here we go then. Antonio Gibson, fourteen fantasy points, exactly the same. This is a little more trickier to to try and dissect. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's probably about right. Go on I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the, with the score line that I went for as well. So can I say he's gonna blitz it to death, can I? I uh, okay. I'll I'll push as well. I I think the only way it's going to be oh boy is if we we start hot and. Um, get them into a pass pass first situation. Yeah. Um, I think I think they will try and uh, load up on um, because of Gibson's uh, previous form against us. I think they'll try and pound the ball with him, and um, that will be you know they'll be trying for it. I think we will stand up a hell of a lot better than we did last year, especially okay. with all these returning players. With the returning players is important, yeah. All right, Terry McLaurin, 12 fantasy points. Yeah. <coughs> I think, I'm going to say, oh, boy, just just for the fact that, again, the scoring that I've gone, and we've got, yeah, we've, we've got the one taking a, quite a few points, so he's got to even itself out somewhere, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I he's just struggling as well at the moment, you know? I've got him on a fantasy uh, team, uh, and he's literally he's on the bench most of the time because he's boom or bust basically. Yeah. It, so it, it's it's hard it's hard to judge with uh, Terry McLaurin. All right then, um, CD Lamb, fourteen fantasy points. 
Mm. I because I've said Dak's going to have a good game. I think uh, CD will as well. So it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going. I definitely am. For me, CD Lamb's having a, over a hundred yards this game. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that Dak's probably had the receivers out to the Dak yard over the over the long oh, yes. weekend and you know stressed the stressed the importance of being on the same page. Yeah, um, L- Lamb hope- really is set for like a massive game. Yeah, use him from the slot. Keep Gallup on the outside. Switch Coop and, and Lamb about depending on the defensive alignment, and the, you can have a field day from that slot. All right, then. Uh, Amari Cooper, then. 13 fantasy points. Bear in mind, Coop has now had 10 days to recover. Boy, oh, boy. Let's let's go with it. Yeah, Yeah, let's go boy, boy, oh, boy as well. So, Lamb and Cooper are going to be having a big day, yeah? You don't think Schultz is going to be... You think what? Why? Why are we thinking with shots? More red zone, short thinking dunk passes. Yeah, I think it's something we say now. We, especially now we've got our, um, should we say, free stooges back off. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of the ball that they would have got is going to go to Gallup. Okay. All right yeah. then. Last one then is the last guy we spoke about him a bit earlier. Um, he's the fast guy who's really going to be taking the second wide receiver role at DeAndre Carr, eight fantasy points. I'm going to go buy or buy as well if you get a little bit. I, I'm going more than eight with him. It's a bit suspect yeah. as that points. Yeah. Especially when you think it's one point per reception. If he gets five receptions, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think... I, with with the way that their injury list is stacking up as well, exactly. if they're not going to have a hell of a lot in the way of tight ends. They'll be they'll be trying to at least use bunch formation wide receivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know get as many on the field as possible. And DeAndre's that type of wide receiver that the the Cowboys defensive backs been struggling with all season. You know that that short. He's fast, he's quick, he's quick off the mark. They're the guys that we seem to be struggling with. Um, and to answer that, yes, he's back in the building. Just. Um, he's, yeah, just. He's on rest and recoup. Um, yeah. He can barely talk at the moment. He sounds like he's got a cheese grater in his throat. So uh, there, there was a lovely Insta- There was a lovely bit on Instagram where um, he was reunited <laughs> with Arnie last night as well. And, um, it, sorry, <laughs> we really were talking helped. about. I was talking to Paul about Arnie. Funnily enough, yeah. So uh, happy days. Rolls in it, screwing everybody over. um but guys that is of course it for this week um we will be back over the weekend and we will certainly be here on sunday and of course you'll catch us on twitter uh for the play-by-play whoever's doing it we haven't decided yet um Mm -hmm. but 
we will pay the bills as well while we're here. If you're going to a game this year, make sure you book it with Cowboys Experience. Even if you're going next year, uh, they got game day tickets, tailgate party, stadium tours, and everything in between. Um, obviously, if you do use them, make sure you tell them UK Cowboys sent you. Because what happens, guys? You get free stuff. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. Um <laughs> I think one sorry mate, just jumping just just a quick you one. You go, girlfriend. Just, just just remind everybody. If they haven't seen on Twitter and Facebook, the Super Bowl party is booked, it is done, it's dusted Mike is typical, is planning some crazy shit throughout, but we're off up to Lawn's backyard, we're off up to Glasgow, so get yourselves up and join yep. us. The the, the I think it, at the minute we're at twenty at the minute already, so it's gonna be a cowboys takeover. So let's oh yeah, let's yep. Bring the shit out of Glasgow. Yeah. Um, all the details are all over our social media, Twitter. Um, Big Wheel saying he might fly over. I definitely think you should do that, pal. We, if you do that, I'll get the cigars in. I will get this. I've already said to Jamie, I'll get the cigars in. If Lloyd's coming over, <laughs> we definitely got to get the cigars in. Um, see, like you know, like it's like fishing. But instead of putting a worm on the end, you put a cigar and you can just reel <laughs> lied over with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this, this week, this week Andy, it's, it's a shame. Obviously, he's working, but keep your eyes out because now, well, we say everything's starting to open back up. We'll look at doing some meetups for just some mm -hmm. games, normal games. So there's stuff in plan so we can make sure we can get stuff. Get it's always tricky. Yeah, it's been tricky. Um, as well as like a lot of us didn't make it over for the international game because again, um, there's so many issues with trying to organise a, a meet up and a party with the way things are at the moment. But we will get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, make, make, make sure you got travel insurance so that you could at least um, claim back if the way things are going. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, we, we'll we'll save that for the the Rona podcast, guys. But. <laughs> that is it for us this week. We will talk to you over the weekend, guys. Uh, so stay safe and let's go watch another Cowboys win. Take us out, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, everybody. Stay safe. Have a good rest of the week and see you all Sunday. Let's go, Cowboys. Yeah, let's um, <clears throat> have a good week, guys. Thanks for listening to our dulcet tones. And Cowboys Nation, I hope your team win. <laughs>